Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Business Insights on Live 90.5 Business Insights with Mario Matt. And for today, radio show on Wednesday, 27th of October, we have a special guest. And uh, must be frank with you, I'm a little bit afraid of that guest. And we are lucky we're in Sydney. So let's go welcome this guest and uh, you decide, are you afraid or not? But she's somebody who's very special and she's going to share with us all her wisdoms and uh, insights. Hello, Vicky. Thank you for being our guest on a Live 90.5 Business Insights with Mario and Matt. How was your day, Vicky? It's great, Mario. Thank you very much for having me and hello, Sydney, and thank you for hearing me today. Oh, that's beautiful. So, Vicky, we usually start our interview with our guests with a, with a simple question to describe who are they and uh, what they do. So, who is the Vicky Simos? Who am I? That's a really good question. No one yeah, that's a good. I know it's a tricky question. It looks simple, but it is a tricky question. So, apart from being qualified counselor and um, uh, psychotherapist, who is the Vicky Simos? Vicky, and I'll, I'll say it in the third person, actually. Yes, please. Um, very driven, very ambitious, confident, determined, um, and a martial artist as well, and a good friend, and hopefully a good daughter. And just a, a good human, well, I try to be. You are the good human because you're the guest on this awesome radio show. And we always look in the interview, those who can bring happiness and um, to the people in their lives and with their own examples of, from the life to bring more certainty and you know how to live the life better place. So I can see that you are done Pan Pacific uh, Games, is that correct? Sorry, can you please repeat that one? I said, like, I saw you, you done Pan Pacific uh, Games. Oh, as in training, do you mean? Yes, like you said, gold medal is for yeah. stick fighting. Yes, so stick fighting is a Filipino martial art um, that was developed in the 1900s. And, um, yeah, I've been, I trained in that through, oh, for a few years. Yes. Um, yeah, from the age of, I don't know, 30 to, yeah, for about four or five years. So I've got a fourth degree black belt in that one. So, okay, tell me, why martial arts, Wiki? Let's go start with this one. You know, like, I know today, you know, in today's DNA age, there's not many females actually fighting anymore. They're not in martial arts. Even we have the UFC, boxing, and all these things. I'll say 70s, 80s, and 90s, yes. But why Wiki chose martial arts? Well... I'm going to be completely honest with you. At the age of 15, and I love telling this story, why would any female start anything? It's for a boy. Because yeah. my brother was the one that actually was involved in the martial arts. Yeah. I've got an older brother and sister. And he said to me, oh, you know, so-and-so is training. You should come down. And that's how it sort of all developed. But obviously through the years, you know, there was a different perspective on why I continued and why I do what I do today. But it all started with a boy. Can you give us more? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, about the boy or the martial arts? About boy and the martial arts. So, uh, so somebody was special in your life, I presume, who brought uh, you into look, martial arts. Yeah, like, like, like any 15-year-old girl, you know, you meet the yeah. boys. Um, didn't end up, I didn't end up with a boy, which isn't a bad thing. Yes. Um, but, yeah, through that, you know, I trained for four years, almost got my black belt in retaekwondo, and I just became quite confident. So I was training the little ones as well, 
Yes. And then I moved to the city because I originally come from country South Australia, three hours out of Adelaide. If you've ever yeah. heard of Adelaide, I'm sure you have. Yeah, um, months, yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, so I, when I got into the city, I, I played soccer for five years. So I kind of gave up the martial arts for a yeah. few years and then got back into it at the age of 25 because I heard one of the martial artists through different people would help you achieve your black belt for the actual art that you're in. Yes. But 11 years later, I stayed and then I attained, you know, not only the black belt or the full degree in the stick fighting or Dosa Paris the Screamer, it's its actual name, yes. but also a second degree in Ajakampo Karate. Interesting. Eh? That's that's very powerful. Eh? So, martial arts, you combined in this into your own business. Taylor, Correct. Active Therapy. Can you share with us, when did you start that business? I had the idea for the business, I'll just go backwards if that's okay. In, Absolutely. In, in 2006, so I was still living in the city and I thought, what a great way. And, and take away sort of the therapy um, side of things, but it was more the active side of things. And because I was doing it, I could see how much it had been helping me because I had a lot of anger issues growing up and even through to my adult, you know, 2030s. Um, and so then at the time I was seeing my therapist, psychologist, and I said to him, you know, what a great idea it would be to sort of introduce it into schools, prepare yeah. kids, because as, you know, as we know with social media and all that sort of stuff, kids are a lot more affected than when we were going to school. So, you know, got a letter from the psychologist, started going to a few of the schools because I was all, already working in schools as an after-school coordinator. Yes. So you would have heard of those things, yeah. So I went to the different schools, but it was always shut down because... Their belief was that it was encouraging violence. My God, interesting, I guess. Which, of course, isn't the case, as we can see. You know, there's research out there, there's data out there, albeit not a lot of it. Yes. But it certainly doesn't say that it encourages violence. It actually has the opposite effect. And it also helps with mental health issues. You know, be it like your depression, your anxiety, your PTSD. But of course, that also depended on the art that you're doing as well. Like for, yes. for me, for boxing, boxing is one of my favorites. And that's what really helped me with my anger issues. Yes. Because with boxing, you know, you find if you've ever fought in the ring as well, your emotions rise to the surface. Mm -hmm. You can't kind of stop that. Yes. So, you know, that was the active side of it. But then it's what do you do with those emotions, which is where that therapeutic side of things come from. And because I had obviously been in the martial arts and I found that it helped me, I... I didn't know what to do with those emotions. So it's then, you know, you sort of combine it with the therapy, which is where I came up with the idea of having them both together because not everyone wants to sit at a table, have a chat with the therapist. I know I found it hard, but as a trainer as well and a martial artist and a therapist, it's amazing what information does come out when someone is actually um, actively doing something. Yes. That's mm. So what was the biggest obstacle you as a female martial arts Starting your own business. What was your biggest obstacle ever? To share with our listeners, yes. Starting the business or going into the art itself? Uh, business, business. Business. Um, look, the business has only really been around for the last couple of years. And of course, you know, like everyone, COVID has been the issue, the pandemic that we're currently all, you know, um, going through. But I think in terms of probably clientele, trying to get the clientele, and that started to build up yes. um, this year especially. But then, of course, because we got hit with the pandemic, um, yes. it sort of, you know, it sort of cut down again. Yes. So, you know, it hasn't been, I shouldn't say it hasn't been too challenging because I do work another job as well. But in terms of the business, 
I um, did some work for another place called Melbourne Kids Developmental Services, which is here in Melbourne as well. Yes. And it's literally across the street from where I am. And they put me onto their website because they are they're involved in speech therapy, occupational therapy, all the different other types, more holistic approaches. And, of course, mine is under that umbrella as well. Yes. And it was kind of from there that I, you know, got approached from p- different parents who wanted to try, you know, different things for their child. So it sort of, you know, came from that. And it was word of mouth. And then, yeah, again, um, pandemic. Like everyone, I think it's that because, yeah. you know, a lot of yes, the stuff has yes. to be done through Zoom. Yes. And with martial arts and therapy, not a lot of people. And it's harder to do it via Zoom versus, you know, face-to-face. I know it's been challenging you know, for all of us doing this, all these Zooms and uh, not seeing people, mm. you know. And, you know, I think that the COVID actually created that uh, sort of um, soft soft environment for everybody, the cushy environment, you know, sit at home, watch TV, just eat, you know, uh, everybody's a keyboard warrior and everything else. But in reality, the, uh, as soon as this COVID actually stopped and you can go back in gym and, and, and you know, I don't know, fighting and doing the boxing, I truly believe that people actually live an unhealthy life. Do you agree with me? Oh, 100%. And now this is where I think we're going to see that in bucket loads. Because as you just mentioned, you know, people sit on the couch, watch TV, eat whatever. Um, and, you know, coming out of it now, after, especially Melbourne, let's use Melbourne as an excuse, I think it's 200 or a reason, yes, 262 yes. days being locked down. That's a lot of days to be locked down. Yes, and unless is. you're driven and determined... And, and, you know, all those things, it, it's going to be hard to make that transition. My God. Uh, Vicky, as well, you published a book. Uh, can you tell us more yeah. about your book? What's the title and what possessed you to write the book? Sure. Um, the book is called The Boxer Within and it's an autobiography with relation to how martial arts helped me with my mental health issues because I've suffered and I still do suffer anxiety, slight depression and I had a lot of anger issues growing up and like I said earlier through my 20s um, and 30s and the book the book came from an idea from a friend of mine who's also a psychologist and she sort of said to me why don't you put your ideas on paper you know tell people how the martial arts has has helped you and it's like that's a really great idea but it was more, more so than anything, it was quite cathartic because not only did I thought about the martial arts and growing up and all that sort of stuff, it was, you know, the people that I interacted with, the people that hurt you, the relationships and that sort of thing. And, it, you know, initially when I first started writing it, and it took about seven years because I was also studying at uni, it was like, I hate this person, I'm going to write about this person. And then as the years progressed and as I changed and evolved, it sort of got less and less and less and I only wanted to keep the points that would be beneficial to people reading it basically no one really wants to know you know you hate this person this person did that to me um at the end of the day a person picks up a book because you want to hope you're going to inspire someone to do something to make a change and that's sort of where that came from beginning to end so tell me something Vicky how much you see it because you're expert you you you're combatant and uh, you practice in this, not just a preaching, and you wrote a book. In anger management, isn't something like if you fight, you know, you're going to be more angry out? How does this help in anger management that you do in the martial arts? Um, well, basically, and I, I'd, um, I'd quote, uh, what's his name? There's Van der Kolk, who is a uh, psych, psychi- psychiatrist, actually. 
but basically it actually creates new new neural pathways and you're channeling your anger in a different way so it doesn't actually encourage the boxing it actually gives it an outlet the anger gives the anger an outlet through hitting or through you know your training and that sort of thing so it changes the way you see things and feel things it's probably the best explanation I know when I was growing up in communism, I was being told by my parents, I, I started in the boxing and in communism, boxing was being considered, uh, you know, to be a violent person, you know, everything else. I really enjoyed the fighting, but I was more happier fighting in the ring than outside of the ring. But yet, you know, society brands you differently. So, Vicky, before we end up this interview, can you tell us how the listeners can find you? How can they contact you and come across your book? The book is available on, on all online booksellers, but they can also order it through my website, which is www.fellowactivetherapy.com. And you can also email me at vickysimos at yahoo.com. So that's a few different ways that you can uh, find me. I have a question for you. What would your be, be advice, best advice anybody who experienced the anger management? What would you be the best advice? Oh, look, I'm, I'm going to speak from being biased, and that's definitely... Feel free, feel free. This is your interview, Vicky. You give us a tip. <laughs> and that's I have all authority to share this with our listeners. So go for it. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Mario. I really appreciate it. Look, for me, and it's just totally biased, it's through martial arts. Although I'm, I'm really interested in a, in a lot of the other therapies that are out there, you know, music therapy, um, art therapy especially, and that's been recognised through um, education as well and government. And I'm hoping that martial arts will do the same thing. But getting into the boxing for me was one of the best things I could do. And you know, that, that's also shown in these parents that come and see me for their kids. And I've been training a lot of young kids. Yes. And it's sort of the same thing. And the results, um, I mean, I had one young person who the mum said to me, it literally changed uh, straight away. This is a kid that wasn't very nice to his sister, his family, whatever we trained that that day and just for an hour and then um you know he went home spoke to his mum about the training helped her in the kitchen so sometimes the results can come straight away sometimes like anything they take their time but for me you know doing something active and especially like the martial arts because it creates new neural pathways it changes the way you think and of course you're going to want to have to change like, I didn't want to be angry anymore. So for me, it was like, okay, what do I need to do? And that's probably the first thing before anything. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so happy and privileged having today with us in, in, in the studio with us, Vicky. So once again, before we end up this interview, um, how the people can reach you, please, again, your website? Sure, Maria, thank you. It's www.fellowactivetherapy.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Vicky Simos. Feel free to contact her on her website uh, and, uh, you know, just come on our podcast tonight after 6.30 p.m. This interview is going to be uh, recorded there and feel free to enjoy. And as I say, it was true privilege to talk to Vicky, you know, not because she's a female and doing the martial arts, but she brought this new level to help you all. So, Vicky, thank you very much for being our guest today. And we're looking forward to speaking to you in the future. And, uh, you know, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you, Mario. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak on your radio show and through our mutual friends. So thanks again.